big welcome back to you, Tyson Sharp here. And if you're ready to find out where the leaks may be in your money mindset, this is the exact conversation you need to listen to. So let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp. And if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income. But every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath, and I'll see you on the inside. Welcome back to you, my online family. And do I have a gift for you? Because when I was launching my beta course and I was talking with a lot of people and in discussion on where their pain points were, what were they struggling with, where they want to get to, what do you think their number one challenge was? Their relationship with money. Their relationship with money, with selling, with marketing, all those different things, putting themselves out there. And that's why I knew this conversation coming up with Chala was going to be so fundamental to how we see money, how we uncover our stories and all those good things that are able to, where we're able to allow us to grow our businesses in a way that's not only aligned, but very, very successful. So we have Chala Diaz here and she's been in the serving circle for a while and we got connected uh, through, through some people. And as soon as she came on, as soon as she started networking with, with the group, it was clear where her heart was. It was clear where her skill set was and where her passion was. And that's in empowering women and helping them not only achieve right their money their money skills and and achieve their money goals but do it in a way where they're evolving right healing that relationship with your with with money is really healing the relationship with yourself which is really what we're going to dive in deep into here but she is not only an author but runs so many workshops and uh, and programs and helping people really create this shift where they can start seeing money as a friend and healing that relationship rather than something that they feel like they need more of. And so with over 15 certifications, uh, she has done everything in terms of Reiki teaching and, and, and Reiki mastery and, and NLP, Starlight Energy, all those really, really cool things. Uh, and she just couples that, all of that wisdom, all of that experience with all of her knowledge just so that she can really start to help people heal this relationship. So what are we diving deep into here? We dive in deep into how to find your money story, how to find the conversations in your past that have built the foundations of how you see money. And then we not only discuss that, but we discuss how to release that, how to release your money baggage, how to really start taking action towards your goals, even despite of the fear, and then how to sell at a higher price, how to sell and charge your worth not only that, but start feeling good about it, right? Start feeling confident about it. And Chala gives some in-depth practical advice, steps that you can start to take now so you can really start to see your business where it is and start to feel the abundant energy around money, around sales, around marketing, all those really good things that are going to help you grow. So without further ado, here's Chala. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. I've just been talking to Chella and we're, we're both just shared. We're more than excited about this, about this chat. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm, I'm all about money mindset. I'm all about doing the inner work so that we can not only manifest what we want externally, but truly live the kind of lives that we want. And I think this is what's more than important in, the, in these days when the external chaos seems like it's just expanding, but our internal worlds are ever evolving. And I think the conversation around money mindset, our relationship with money and how we can truly start to unpack it, not only so we can understand it within ourselves, but so we can apply it in our life and, and in our businesses, that is more than, uh, than exciting to me. So I, I knew Chala was going to be an awesome guest. I knew as soon as we, as soon as we met in the serving circle and, and we were connected by other people that I just thought, you know what, we have to dive in deep and it's about time that it's happened. And so I want to welcome you, Chala. How are you going? 
I'm so delighted to be here. This is definitely one of my favorite topics. So I'm always open to talking about it. Yeah. And we're, we're always open to listening. We're always open to listening because everyone that's here, if, if they're listening to this podcast, they're here like, okay, I know my relationship with money is key because if I'm in business, I'm selling. If I'm in business, I'm promoting myself. I'm making the transaction. And my relationship with that is going to determine not only my success, but also the success of my clients. Cause obviously selling is helping. And so anytime we can heal the relationship we have, it's, it's more, it's so important. And so I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to diving in deep, but for a moment, how about you just explain who you are, how you got into all of this? My name is Chella and I have been good with money since I was nine years old. Right? Money is just something that made sense to me. And bought my first car when I was 17, my first house when I was 23. And I know it's going to sound silly, but I really did not realize that other people thought about money differently until I got married or I started a relationship with my former husband because they had, he had totally different views. It's not about male versus female, but that's when really I, it really hit home for me. Other people view money differently. And so that's when I started thinking, oh, heavens. So, you know, it was, it, that was truly an eye opener for me. Mm. What do you think it was? What do you think it was that, uh, that either you experienced or that you were just born with or whatever you, what the belief systems you had, what do you think, what do you think was it about you that had that, that difference and separated you from what, what most would describe as the majority of the Western world? You know, that's, that's really a great question because to me, the way I saw money is it's a tool, right? And so when I was nine years old, I used to go to the farmer's market and I used to purchase fruits and vegetables. I knew exactly how much money to get out of the jar and I knew how much I just, it was nine. I can't imagine that I really knew. It's just instinctive, right? My intuition just went in with it. So it was just made sense to me. If you want to buy a car, if you want to buy a computer, if you want to buy a house, you set yourself and you put it a spending plan into action and you get it. I mean, you know what I mean? It's for me, it was like one, two, three. It's, it was very easy to make that happen. Mm. And it's just systematic. It's just math. It's just math it's, and numbers. Yeah. To you. It's just numbers, right? You want something, then you just figure out how you're going to get that. Mm. And what was the moment when you realized that not everyone has just this systematic number approach to, to money. And that's when I really, truly, my, my journey began. It's, I became really interested as to how other people grew up. And I'm not going to name names, but for instance, for me, I never felt that I was lacking anything. I'm not saying that I had everything as a child, but I never felt the lack of where I believe that other people, when you feel the lack of, like whether it was you didn't get the party you wanted, you didn't get, your parents were always talking about they didn't have enough or you have to work hard, whatever the conversation was, is that conversation that we carry with us. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, the conversation we carry with us can often go unconscious. But what I love is the fact you were able to not only recognize people have different stories, but have the interest to say, what is people's relationship with money? Where did it come from? What was their upbringing? All those different things. In terms of what was it that you found? Because you didn't have lack. And I know where we can look at this and we truly know the feeling of lack has nothing to do with how much you have, right? It has nothing to do with how much you have. It's an internal pattern, we, we could say. Uh, what was it that you noticed in other people? Did they have lack? Did they have self-esteem issues? Did they have, what, what, what patterns did they have? And I didn't feel that I had lack, but I did grow up with my parent, my dad, because my dad was the breadwinner and my mom was the housewife. So my dad did tell Carrie, passed on the belief that you have to work hard. So I did have that. So I, I, did, I did have to work through that. But what I found in other people is that when they have, when they grew up with lack, where they felt they were missing something, whatever that may have been, right? When they grew up with that, as an adult, they spent a great deal of time wanting to fix that unconsciously. They don't say, I'm going to go fix it, right? But that's where, especially, especially my healers, that's when they don't charge the value. 
that's when they're constantly, they also go and they want to spend all the money because they want to go back and fix something from childhood. And that's where the magic happens. Because when you're able to identify what the money conversation, and that is uh, definitely a $10,000 tip here. When you identified what the money conversation you heard, and you're able to connect the dots to how that conversation has impacted your current financial picture. So what you're saying is just being aware of that conversation, just knowing that conversation was there, that it influenced you in some way in and of itself is can create enough awareness where that pattern no longer has a hold on you. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Because once you become aware of it, then you can make other choices, right? Mm. Once you become aware, yeah, you know what? I go out and spend all this money without, you know, having realizing like, um, a young man that goes out and spends $40 in having a smoothie delivered to his office at work. That makes no sense whatsoever, right? And logically, why would you pay $40 three times a week to have a smoothie delivered, right? Mm -hmm. It makes no sense. But when we started working together, we identified that that was when other kids were making fun of him when he was younger, right? So other kids made fun of him and they made him believe that he didn't have enough money, that he didn't belong in this particular crowd, right? So it doesn't always make sense. It's not like what the conversation really is reflected, but once you begin to dig and we can all do this, right? There's so many different things, whether you go to a healer, hypnotherapist, right? Talk it out. But once you're able to identify that money conversation and connect the dots, connecting the dots is crucial. I find that sometimes even just becoming aware and then choosing to do something differently, right? It's a mindset thing, mm. awareness, and then wanting to shift. Mm. Well, what do you think, what do you think it was about your, your, your past, your journey that really pulled you to, to help people, especially women in this way? Cause some people can just grow up and think, Oh man, I have this relationship with money. Other people have this relationship with money and it's different. Um, but there must have been something that pulled you that pulled, uh, there was a calling for you or it was part of your Dharma. What do you, what do you think it was that attracted you to help people in this area? It was really, and that was, that was definitely, and it's been a work in progress because for the longest time I wanted to be the best kept secret and thanks to you and to other people. Right. But for me, it was about showing others that it could be done easy, right? That you don't have to struggle that you don't have to make it hard, that it is possible for you to make a living doing something that you love and have the money to match. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, that's, and, and it's looking around the world, especially in the Western world, it is so clear that our relationship with money and the systems we have in place is no longer serving us. It may have served us in the past. It's, it's no longer serving us. And, um, it's no longer in our best interest. So it's, it's amazing for people like you to just step out and, and say that there's a, there's a different way and I'm going to show you how. Um, but that's my, my next question. Well, if someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, if, my, if the key is to uh, just simply gain awareness by going back and noticing where is those conversations that I heard that shifted my perspective, is there any process you would walk someone through or any steps they could go in terms of, in terms of how to find that conversation? Yeah, because you'll remember, just go back, go back to when you were a kid and what were the conversations you remember hearing parents talk about, or it's not even parents, it's adults. What were the adults talking about, right? Were they saying it's not enough? We don't have this. We can't afford this. You have to work hard. Money does not grow on trees. Whatever that conversation was that you heard and uh, really tune in into the emotions. What feelings with that child, what, what did they leave with? right? Because hearing and what did they leave with? Those are two different things, but that's the beginning. Because when you're able to identify that, that brings awareness and know that some of those beliefs are not even yours. Awesome. Yeah. What they left with in terms of their emotions, in terms of the meaning, in terms of the story, what, what, what else, what else could they leave that conversation with? Well, and you just said it, it's the, it's the meaning that you gave it because the adults were saying we don't have enough or we can't afford it. That was their baggage. That was their input that had nothing to do with that little child. Mm. 
right? That's so that's true. what I'm talking about. We borrow those beliefs. So now it's time to give them back. Mm. Put them back, give them back to the parents. Put, give them back. And one of the best ways that I have found to give them back is by doing a journal. I, I do a letter to that situation, to that event. Constantly, constantly doing letters, right? Just allowing yourself and giving yourself permission of letting it go. I write the letters and I normally burn the letters. Okay. So you write, write the letter explaining that circumstance, what they heard, what the, the, the meaning you gave it, the story you left with, the feelings you had, everything like that. Is that what you put in the, in the letter? Yes, that's magic right there, folks. Take everything that Tyson just said, you put all of that in there and you just appreciate the lesson. Mm. And then I now hear release and send this back, right? It's about putting, because our monkey chatter is very busy. Right, we have all this talk, uh, things, and all this stuff going through our head. So just give it back, put it down, identify it. Now that you're aware of it, write it out, and then burn the letter. That mm. is, it. You'll see it's magic. Now it's going to take several letters, right? Because there were several incidents. It was not just a one time. This is, you know, you can't go to the gym and get a six pack in one day. You know, you can't even do it in one week. It is a process, but at least begin to know that, right? It, begin the process. Yeah. And like I said, when you burn it, I'm assuming everyone's going to burn it in a safe way. Let's put that, let's put that out there. We're not going to be responsible for anyone burning their house down. Uh, so burn it in a safe way, but yeah, you'll, you, you, what you're saying is you'll definitely feel a release with each one, right? With each, each letter, with each, uh, with each burning of the letter, you'll feel uh, some sort of release, some sort of detachment, some sort of freedom. So although it is a, a, a progress, you know, although it's a process of, of going to where, where you want to go there, there, each one is a step along the way, right? Absolutely. We're taking the layers, right? You're just taking those steps. You know, it's, you're climbing up a ladder, right? You, you were down, it, there was a lot of, you know, let's face it, a lot of mud. And so you're just climbing up the steps, you're climbing up the ladder and it's going to take some time. It's going to take a couple of steps. Mm. But yeah. before you know it, you're going to be taking the elevator. Instead of the stairs, you're going to be taking the elevator. Awesome. I, I like the sound of that. <laughs> I definitely like the sound of that. And, and so if I'm, if I'm hearing this and I'm thinking, okay, I've got a money story. It was generally from when I, a conversation I heard with my parents. I can go back. I can dive in deep in terms of what I made it mean. I can go to the stories that I left, the feelings that I had, and I can become aware of it. And then I know some people are probably asking, okay, that's great. How do I use that to put into my business where I can start making more money? Maybe, Very you can, good question. maybe you can start to create a shift in terms of what that might mean now in terms of their behavior, in terms of selling, marketing, all those different things. Like you say, if they're not charging their worth, anything like that, what is it that, how does that transfer to the here and now and what their patterns are? We're going to transcribe this because this is gold. This is gold. So yes. So what happens, what, what happens is that just imagine if you have a plate and it's full of food, but as you begin to write those letters, you're beginning to let go and take stuff away from the plates. So that means that you're making room for new things. And as you make to begin to make room for new things, you're going to find that you're going to attract new clients. So the attracting new clients that are ready to work with you is going to be easier because you were so busy with such a full plate that you did not see the opportunities around you. So that's one thing, right? So new opportunities are going to begin to show up because not because they were always there, but now you're going to see them because you're going to get clear and you're lighter, right? You don't have as many things happening. So that's step one, because they're going to be showing up but also other opportunities, right? Things like, you know, people purchasing a lunch for you, taking you out to lunch, or people buying you a cup of coffee, right? All of these things are going to begin to show up. So no matter whether it's just a, a cup of coffee or lunch or whatever that may be, you get a refund in the refund check in the mail, whatever that is, really begin to feel so incredibly grateful for that. It, the amount doesn't matter begin to be in gratitude for everything that shows up. Because what happens is when you begin to do that is you're increasing your money container. 
And as you begin to increase your money container and making it larger, more, you're making room for more things to show up. So there's, there's sort of two ways to make room for things that are, to make room for things that are coming in. One is to take away some of the things from your plate, but also being in gratitude and noticing your money story and living in a place of abundance can also increase the size of the plate. So we're saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you do that, you're going to find that something inside is going to shift, right? Because up to this point, let's think about, you know, it's a dark cloud, cloudy, whatever it was around you. But when you begin to see clearly, you're going to be able to begin to really say to yourself, why am I charging this amount? And it's now the time for me to increase my price. What if you increase your price? What if you simply increase your price and see what happens, right? Let go of the fear and the attachment to the money. Mm -hmm. What if you go out and you present your offer to five people at the higher price? Do that. You know, what if you increase it? Don't tell anybody. Just go out and offer, make an offer, increase your price and see what happens. What's the worst thing that could happen Mm -hmm. if you make five offers to somebody what if one, one person says yes at the higher price? Yeah, I doubt, I doubt the other four are going to come burn your house down, right? Right, it, but it's about what's going to happen within you. Because yeah. when you know that you're able to get that amount of money, just something really within you is going to happen, right? Because then you're like, oh my, you know that, it, we're humans, right? It, but, but that is going to help you to go out and make maybe another five offers, right? Mm. The confidence, the confidence and, and that is just the incredibly powerful when you're, you can be at that place. So is that the power of taking action first and saying, you know what, this is my fear. I want to go out there and take some action. So I notice what's coming up within me. I notice the fear. I notice the doubt, the uncertainties, everything like that. I notice my story and what this means but taking the action gives you, gives you that awareness. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And know that there's people out there, believe that there's people out there that are ready for your services and are ready to pay you your fee, right? Because the monkey chatter is going to come up. Who do you think you are? Nobody's going to pay you, you know, give a work with it. You know, when the monkey chatter comes up, talk, I talk to my monkey chatter all the time. You say, thank you. Thank you for the information. I choose to go, right? Because we got we to gotta find tools. I constantly talk to the monkey chatter. Right. And is, one of the is, best ways that I find to quiet my monkeys is to do silence, right? Once a week, for me, once a week, I do a silence for four hours. I don't say you should go out and get, but what if you start with one hour? What if you start with 20 minutes, right? Quiet the mind so that you're able to hear your intuition, so that you're able to hear, right? And when you begin to hear that from your higher, from a much higher perspective, you're going to be able to take massive action. Wow, totally. What, what, what are some things that come up for you in terms of your, your, the monkey chatter, and then what are some things that come up in terms of your intuition? I've been, do, I've, I've been at it for a very, very long time. So the bed, once upon a time, uh, this doesn't happen now, but once upon a time, it's, it was, well, nobody's going to pay for those gifts, right? Because when we have our gifts and they're quite natural for us, the monkeys start telling us, well, why, somebody, why would somebody pay for that? It comes quite naturally for you. But they're natural for me. They're not natural for other people, right? And that's huge because they're a gift for me, but that doesn't mean that other people are not going to be willing to pay for them. Beautiful. Huge, right? Because we all have different gifts, but just they're and they're special to everybody. But that means that other people are ready and willing to pay you for that. We can forget that sometimes. I mean, especially if we're, when we're heart-centered business owners. I mean, well, when you're heart-centered, it's, it's very, very easy to have a lot of compassion for someone. And if we don't have a relationship with money that's truly serving us, that's truly healthy, we can pass that on to other people. 
and say, you know what, I'll just charge less thinking that that's doing them a service. Right. But when we listen to that story and when we say exactly what you're saying, Chella, in terms of, man, there are people out there who are willing to pay, which means that's serving them. It's serving them to take the action. And um, I think, I think that's huge for people who are in this space. Now give us an understanding of what comes through when you sit in your four hour silent meditation, what comes through in terms of your intuition and guidance? Well, I can tell you that when I first started doing that, my very first time, and I real remember clearly, I was so tired after I did that because there was so many monkeys running in my head. I had to take a nap. That's totally being transparent and keeping it real, right? Because it was, I was just like, I could not believe how much chatter was going on. So now here we go, six months, eight months down the road now. Um, I get brilliant ideas. They just come very clear. And sometimes it could be about a program. Sometimes it could be about an idea. Sometimes it could simply be about resolving a challenge. But it's so easy. It's just so clear how it comes in. It's magic. Yeah. Highly. It just, so I'm hooked. So now yeah. I'm thinking, maybe I should do that twice a week. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's it just getting clarity. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah, a lot of, I've, I'm a huge, huge believer in silent meditations, just sitting there, just being in a space of feeling everything. I think it's huge. I, I do about two hours of meditation a day. And uh, a lot of people know that I just sit in silence and just, and just listen to that space. And it's been huge for me. And I always say it's not, not in everyone's expansion to do that. That's just my journey. Like you say, it's just, it's your journey of what feels expansive, but that time to just notice that time to just be in a space of awareness of what's going on in your mind is, is so big to be able to recognize your stories. Right, to be able to recognize what's coming up. And so I, I would highly encourage anyone to try it, especially if it feels scary. If it feels scary, you have to do it. I mean, it's just, it's just that's just what I feel. Um, but in terms of what people are feeling right now, they've got tools in terms of how to recognize that story, recognize it from the conversations they've heard. They know that they can take some action to identify those stories. Is there any ways in which you would help someone really transcend or really help them with the, the emotional work of fear and doubt. Let's say they go to raise their prices, offer that to five people and they just have this fear. Um, what do you recommend? Do you, do you think they should just, they, they go for it and take action and, uh, and prove themselves wrong or is there other ways in which you can deal with the, uh, the fear? Yeah, there's no, nobody else can do that for you. you know I mean, I wish there was a nice pill that we could give you, you know, a magic wand that we had to do that. No, because you got to go through the fear, right? You got to break that barrier. But I got, I, I promise you, once you do that, once you do that and you're, you, it's unstoppable, right? Because you cannot unring the bell because once you do that, you're, you know, you're, and also when you charge lower prices, because you believe that the other person can't afford it, we're not helping them. We're really not, because that means that we're lowering the standards for them. We're not helping them to expand. And to me, that's what it's about. You know, it's about helping everybody expand and about helping and growing together. Awesome. I love that. It's, I've always, I always thought if I'm scared to charge, for my services, I'm judging my client. I'm, I'm definitely judging them. I'm placing my money stories onto them. And I used to do that. It was, a, it was a big part of my journey and awakening in terms of my awareness of what I'm doing. But it's such a big lesson. It's such a huge level of awareness. Um, and so they can start, everyone's listening, can start to piece together some action steps on how they can move forward, what they can start gaining awareness for. Are there any other, any other tips you have if they're looking to charge more, if they're looking to get in the space of more abundance with money? Uh, what else do you recommend in terms of some, some tools and tactics? I say, you know, put, put a, if you're really wanting to increase the price, whatever that may be for you at this point, is one, don't play the comparison game. Just because Johnny or Susie are, are charging whatever, it's not about that. It's about you. It's about your service, it's about your experiences, it's about your gifts. So don't play the comparison game because that's never going to get you anywhere, mm. right? Even if you think, well, Johnny's charging this, I'm going to charge less. Don't, you know, it, it doesn't matter. 
you know, we're very individual and we all have special gifts. So don't play the comparison game. And if you really are serious, do a test, right? Get, get five people in one room and say, this is what I'm considering offer. This is, and get their honest feedback, right? Because that's going to tell you, don't get your friends, right? Because your friends are going to tell you what you want to hear. These are truly potential clients that you're offering some value for, but you know, do a better test. To me, the better test is the best way to go because it's going to help them, but it's also going to help you get clarity. Mm. And maybe even get processes and systems in place that are going to help you offer the program again. Whether it's one-on-one or whether it's group, it doesn't matter. Get some feedback. But please, please, please charge for that. Even as a better, you have got to charge. There has got to be an exchange. Even if it's not money that they're giving you, there has got to be an exchange. Otherwise, they're not going to really get what they need to get out of the program or your service. What, what's your relationship with when you charge for your programs? I know you just described a little bit there, which is why I'm asking, but what's your relationship with money in terms of, in terms of charging, in terms of charging a higher price and having that exchange? What, what's the meaning that you have for it now? I have the, and I actually just increased my prices. So um, I'm very, I'm very close to this folks. And the reason I increased my prices because I'm working again with a phenomenal coach. I'm working with two coaches right now. And one of them is an Andrew. He's just like with your gifts and how the transformation that my clients are experiencing. Right. And so if they're experienced and then they're able to go out, then I need to up level my game. Because the more they pay, the more experience. But my clients are just truly, truly amazing and they're getting so much. So it's about the transformation that you're offering. And when I say that, you could be offering a service, right? Whether it's Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads, whatever that is, right? It's your service is going to help that person elevate their business. So it doesn't have to be necessarily in the healing, right? But if your service are helping that person elevate, that we need, it is our duty to increase our prices in order to make that happen. Yeah. So what you're saying is the prices aren't necessarily reflected on what you feel and what's scary for you. It's, it's, it's reflected on what the value is that they're receiving, right? It's reflected upon what is this transformation that they're receiving? What does that mean to them? What is that worth to them? And then if you're in the investment for your programs or your services are reflected of that, then you can, you can feel confident. You can feel certain that that's worth the value. Absolutely. Right. And there's going to be times where you mean like how much money will you be willing to pay for somebody that, you know, gets rid of anxiety, gets rid of stress, right? There is really no, but it's the transformation, the life style and how the life has changed when they don't have, you know, they're not going through all of that. And I think that's a lot of healers, right? It's not, you know, we're not going to be able to take you from making, you know, a hundred thousand to 200,000, but the life that you're going to have, that's what we need to concentrate on. Mm. That's all worth something. Right? It's worth a lot. When you're able to relax and when you know that you have more joy in your life and you're able to take care of your family, spend more time with your family, because you increased your prices, right? That is huge. That's a huge transformation. Yeah. And we got to stick to that. We got to remember the transformation when you go to increase your price or when you go to charge. But I love the way you said it, Tyson. When you said you were judging the customer with your price, right? It was, but the awareness, right? But because the monkeys, whatever that fear came in and popped in, but you still were able to, we, we have to power through it, folks. There's no easy way to go about it. But the beautiful thing is that once you get beyond that, the second time and the next time, and the, it gets so much easier. Yeah, I feel that. But we got to go up the hill. That. We got to go up the hill with a rock of a backpack full of rocks in order for us. I hate to say it, you know, and I'm not saying it's physically painful, but it feels like it is when the fear is so strong. Yeah. Oh, it feels like, it feels like death. It feels like, cause it's so much, it's such, it's such death to the stories of, of who we thought we were, you know, who we think we are is this type of person who makes this certain amount of money, who, uh, you know, who charges this certain amount. 
and to shift that up, you have to let go of so many stories and so many different sides of us. Right. And, and in order to move forward, I think it's, it's super important to just remember the intent behind it. If you're going up the hill and you've got that backpack full of rocks, you have to know that you're doing it for a certain reason. You're doing it because you're ready to serve at a different level. You, you have this calling, you have this mission, you have this Dharma that you're executing. Right. And so being able to take each step with that intent, with that reminder of why you're doing it is super key as well. And I know everyone listening uh, will probably be thinking this as well. How about you give us some insight in terms of your clients and the transformations that you've seen uh, within, within the work that you've been able to do and what, what allows for those sort of shifts? Well, for one, I have one of my recent clients, um, she was charging for a three month program, $750. After one session with me, we increased the price to $29.97, right? Huge. Well, and it, 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 I don't do it. it. The person has to be ready to, to, to make it happen, right? It, in, you know, another person that, you know, was charging, you know, $3,500, and now it, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty awesome what she's gonna go out and do, but let's just say that her new fee is going to be over $50,000. Mm. It's a different project. It's definitely a different project. So we'll say that she, before she charged 10,000 and now she's going to charge 50, wow. right? Because you let go of the stories. Yeah. And, and the other thing, another tip I'm gonna say is now that you're ready to invite money in, send a love letter to money, inviting it into your home, inviting it into your house, inviting it into your car. Let the money know, treat money as if you're in the relationship with, right? And just write a letter, welcoming in. It's been a long time, but now I'm ready to have you back in my life. Mm. You'll be surprised. I want to hear from some of you that write a letter, <laughs> right? Because it's a process and it's the intention, right? It's the intention that you're putting out there just showing that you're ready. Yeah. I think that's a huge question. When, what is your relationship with money? If it was a physical person and you had the same relationship, what would that be like? Because some people are like, oh my God, I need more of it. And then when I, and then when I have it, I'm like, that's not enough. Right. And, and then when they, then when they go to charge everyone, they're like, no, there's just not enough to go around, whatever it may be. Could you imagine if people were saying that to you? Like you have to be in my life. And then when you come into my life, I'm going to tell you you're not enough, right? That relationship, the relationship's over. Like I'm, I'm out of here, right? I am out of here. And that is gold. So start thinking about money as if you're in the relationship and begin to talk to it. Just like you talk to your monkey charter or I do highly recommend it and, and talk to money right? Appreciate money. So when you go ready to pay or you invest in whatever you need to do um, for your monthly obligations, be grateful that you have the funds in order to meet your obligations, right? I am grateful that I have the funds to meet these obligations hmm. instead of, oh, I have to pay this. There is no have to pay, right? It's a choice. Yes. But if you're grateful that you have the funds to meet these obligations, it's a game changer, game changer. What do, you think it, what do you think it is about people's relationship to paying bills that is so, it's just so toxic? It's like, because like you said, you, you have the funds where you're able to pay for this. Why do you think people hate paying bills? That's a really great question. Well, I think it goes back to our childhood, right? What we learned. It was what the, the adults in the house made it out to be to pay bills. If their parents made it out, or the adults made it out to be a chore, that's something that we carried on with us. That's something that we borrowed, mm. right? So it's, again, we go back to those stories. If, if the parents were you know, stressing out and having to pay the bills, that's not us. It's not, it's not something that we, it's a belief that we borrowed and it's time to give it back. Wow. Yeah, because I had a client one time who truly just hated paying bills, truly just hated paying bills, which is a lot of people. And I, I asked her, okay, let's say you don't have to pay your bills anymore. And cause it's a choice. Like you said, it's a choice. Okay. You choose not to. 
and then the the gas company, the electric company, the water company, all shut off your utilities, and now you don't have to pay it. Like, would would that be better? And they they looked at me. They're like, well, of course not. I'm like, what would happen if they did that? What would happen if right now they shut off your utilities in your house, and uh, and they said, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna turn this off, and um, and you have to pay you have to pay this now. She'd be like, man, I'm I'd happy to pay it. I'm happy to pay it. I'm like, are you really? Because a moment ago you weren't, right? Now you are. And even just the internet, like if, if we were to cut off your internet, like people would freak out and they'd be like, let me, let me pay it. Let me pay this bill. I want to pay this bill because now that it's gone, I recognize what it does for me, right? And now I, I asked her, I said, what if they cut it off? And you said, oh, I'll pay the bill. And it's like, nah, I don't think we want, I don't think we want your money anymore. What would you do? And she's like, I would, I would ask them how much I'd, I'd pay more. And she would be happy to pay more. And when we start to think of it this way, we can start to realize that what we're actually paying for when we pay bills is magical. We don't, have, we don't know what, how the hell the, the plumbing works to give us fresh water or the electricity. We have no clue how any of that works, but yet it is magic that offers so much value in our life. And when we pay those bills, why isn't that coming across, right? Why isn't that coming across? What, what do you have to say about, about that topic? No, that is, I could not have framed that better myself, right? But also it goes to, right, think about what the conversation was that the parents have. And then also when you get ready to go make those checks or however you're paying, uh, internet, whatever that is for you, is what if you spend just five minutes prior to doing that, even before you start doing any of the paperwork, and get into the space of how grateful you are that you have the funds to meet those obligations, right? The energy that you're sending it out. You know, thank you. You can even make little notes, whatever it is, but just being right before you do that. But also take that as well as when before you get ready to get on the call with a potential client and just be open. Don't think about, oh, they're going to sign up with me, but be open that that conversation is going to be in the best and highest use for all. It may not be a fit, it could be a fit, but, but when you detach, right? When you detach from the outcome, that's when the magic begins to happen because then you're not gonna be frustrated, right? If you say, I'm open to whatever the universe has to say or God, whoever you believe in, when you're open to receiving, it doesn't matter. And that's when the magic begins to happen. So just right before you get out, to pay your obligations, what if you just spend a couple of minutes just being grateful? Put them out. Put them out in the table, on the floor, on your bed. It doesn't matter, right? Just look at them and be grateful that you have the funds to meet that. Yeah. Magic. Shift in energy. Complete yeah. shift in energy. Going from scarcity, if I don't want to pay this, to I'm grateful to pay for this yeah. is, is massive. It's such a big shift. And if you... I think what you were describing for comes from, it's more than a belief. It's like a knowing. It's like, if I know I live in an abundant world and I know that it's coming to me in not only in abundance, but in, in effect, in, in alignment with how it's meant to, then that knowing is comes across in your voice. It comes across in your demeanor, your energy, your vibration. And if you're on a sales call and you have that, energy of i'm open to all situations but i'm here to serve whatever's in everyone's highest good people can feel that right is that what you find absolutely absolutely it's the energy right is is just that you want to be of service first you want to get paid but you want to be of service first is this person a fit for you but that's the other thing that's going to happen is you begin to really sit with this is that you're going to say no to the clients that are not a fit because not everybody's a fit. So don't think about, oh, I have to take the client because I need to pay my obligations. But is, if they're not a fit, it's really going to create a lot more chaos in your life. Mm. Yeah, I found that when, especially when I was launching my beta course about six weeks ago, I got on about 
20, 27, I think it was 29 phone calls um, for the, to fill the 12 spots. And not only did I sit down before every call and just, just have a silent blessing to be in uh, to be in a space of service, but that led to me sometimes not offering it. I'm like, I don't think this is for you. I don't think this is um, a good fit for your expansion or where you're at, all those different things. And some, about five, I think there was about five calls, five or six calls where I didn't, I didn't offer the program. And it was a completely different thing for me because I now know, I'm like, it's not my job to get them to say yes, right? It's my job to serve so that we're, everyone's in their highest good. And uh, it's just a different energy and it feels more, it feels more authentic. It feels more of who I am rather than, oh my God, I got to get this person to say yes. It's like, no, I'm here. I'm here to serve. I'm here for good. I'm here to detach. And that was a very, very expansive shift for me. Um, what, what, other, what other bits of advice would you give someone who is on a sales call, who, who is starting to organize calls and who is starting to sell over the phone? Um, interview right? Have some questions, right? Even before you hop on those calls, you know, have them complete like three, five questions, because that's going to tell you, right? Because time is very precious. And, and if you're able to identify this person is not a fit, you can still hop on the call. But instead of spending 20 minutes with them, maybe you can just spend 10 minutes with them and say, listen, based on the questions that you answered, at this point, I just don't believe we're a fit, right? So you were able to make more calls, but in shorter frame. Mm. Pre-qualify. You have got to pre-qualify, right? Because your time is very precious. Awesome. Yeah. If you're on a 45-minute call and at the start, some people can generally tell at the start, like, this isn't the right fit, um, but they go through it anyway. And it's, yeah, it's not doing you favors, not doing them favors. Um, there, there's other people that are right fit that you could, that you could be serving in that time. Um, yeah. What was I was going to say with, when that comes when you know they're not a fit? One, you're saving time, right? Make it a 10 minute, 15 minute conversation. You're saving yourself 30 minutes, but also give something of value. If you have a book or a resource or a podcast or something that you know is going to be helpful to them, you know, that's that give them as a gift, right? Just share something so that it's not just you know, they, they not ready for you, but maybe this resource is going to help them become ready. Mm. So I always like, you know, have, have a list of maybe five things. No, don't give all of them five because then the people are going to get overwhelmed. They're not going to do anything, but there's so many books that I really recommend, right? Books. I have podcasts that I recommend depends on what the person needs. It depends on where they are in their journey. Yeah. Maybe possibly a networking event that you can bring them to, right? Be of service, give them something so to help them get ready. And even if they don't hire you down the line, get them ready so they can elevate their, themselves. Yeah, that's huge. I can, I can put myself in the shoes of everyone listening and being like, man, I'm ready, to, I'm ready to go out and do something different. I'm ready to just shift. I'm ready to be aware of my stories, be aware of my emotions that are coming up and obviously just, just go through that journey of um, doing what's scary but expansive. Um, that's so key. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who writes the letters. First of all, I'm going to write a letter for sure. I've already got my pen and paper out here. I'm just going to do it after this interview and just be, and just, and just start journaling and start writing down my, my letter to money and, and, uh, and, and release some things. But this has been, this has been crazy. Awesome. Is there anything else that you want to, do you want to add anything that will put the cherry on the top of what we've been covered so far? I would say write a letter to compassion. Have compassion for yourself because whatever money mistakes you made in the past, you did the best that you could based on where you were at the moment, right? Because sometimes we carry all these things about why did I should have, shouldn't have, should have. Have compassion, right? We all make mistakes. Have compassion. Let them go. Write a letter, right? Um, so, yes, I'm a huge letter writer. Um, <laughs> I can tell. Because you know, it, it was, it happened, but don't bring it into, if that was a yesterday, don't bring it into today. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, we, we not, especially what you said earlier in the, in the interview, in terms of we're all le also learning the lessons we're meant to learn. 
we're learning these lessons along the way. And it's just a matter of us to recognize that we wouldn't be the kinds of people we are right now. have evolved the way we have in terms of our personal and spiritual journey. If we hadn't learned the lessons that were here. And so having compassion for what's been in the past and having deep awareness on how that's helped you evolve and become more aware is I find, I find that's a huge piece of, of people's awakening and, and their transition into, into more abundance. So is there anything else that you want to add in terms of any advice, tools, tactics for people who are moving from, you know, uh, a relationship with money that isn't serving them into a relationship that is serving them? Identify, become aware and take action. Uh It doesn't have to be massive action, but you have got to start taking steps towards, you know, your next level. Yeah. Magic. Beautiful. Beautiful. Where can people uh, find out more about you and, and find out more about your magic? Uh, Chaladia, C-H-E-L-L-A-D-I-A-Z.com is my website. Uh, or Chella, C-H-E-L-L-A, Facebook. Those are the two places, best places you can find me. Beautiful. So they can go on there, find out all about you. Do you have anything going on right now in terms of any particular books, challenges, groups, anything like that? Nah, I'm actually really wanting to produce more videos to put on my business page to help. Just tips. Um, But no, so definitely, um, I definitely have my marketing plan put together and we're gonna, I'm going to be doing videos and tips. I, I definitely want to empower and give you as many tips um, as possible to help you in your journey. I can, I can imagine everyone listening to this is they've already got some keys here, putting more tips on top of the action that you're taking because of listening to this is going to be a world of good. It's just ever evolving next step after next step until you start taking the elevator that's where that's where everyone uh, wants to get to. But Chella, thanks so much for this. I knew this was going to be insightful. I knew it was going to be valuable. Uh, I just want to thank you so much for your time. It's been my pleasure. I'm so glad we did this. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships so together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.